0: While Emer is in silent mode, I'm going to be reading her blog. I'm Mollyanna. Elephant shoes. If you were a child of the 80s, you will certainly remember elephant shoes. Maybe they still do it in schools now. If you mouth those words really slowly, it's supposed to look like, I love you. I bet you just tried it. You'd sit in class, try to get someone's attention, and mouth, elephant shoes. Real serious and sincere. Then break your heart laughing when the person you said it to got embarrassed. I was only saying elephant shoes. You'd say thinking you were the coolest kid in the school. Of course you weren't. But everyone did it. We all thought we were hilarious. We also all fell for it, at least once. There was internet back then. I'm sure there would be a YouTube clip of some poor kid falling for it. Another reason to be delighted there was no social media when I was growing up. The last 10 days have been a series of elephant shoes for me. I haven't accidentally told anyone I love them, but I've met it what thought was very clear statements and people have been so far off the mark I just gave up. As a result, I'm learning to say less. I wonder will at last be on the silence. Speaking out of turn. Speak is an app I've been using to talk for me. You can change the voice, but they all sound like robots. You can store your most used phrases, mine being apologies of no voice. I'll be honest, I've not used it with anyone I don't know very well. It's grand, but unless you can write phonetically. The way it repeats certain words makes people laugh mid-sentence, so the conversation becomes even slower. Surprisingly though, it knows exactly how to say swear words. I bet it was programmed by an Irish person. If you don't delete the sentence you've just typed, it sits there. So you might hit the button and repeat something from a previous conversation by mistake. You think accidentally sending a text message to the person the text is about (laughs) is bad? Try saying it directly to them, not being able to stop it and seeing their reaction. Basically, the app becomes a pocket-sized version of that older relative that repeats things out loud when you're trying to be discreet. On the plus side, because everyone's phone, is a personal property. People respect that it's your property and don't touch it. Notebooks and pens are a different story. This is an example of the Speak app. Notes on a scandal. While away, I booked a spa treatment. Room service and booking treatments in a hotel while silent is tricky to say the least. Thanks to the wonders of email, I made the appointment and was able to warn them that I was unable to speak. The majority of people seem to think that because you can't speak, you are also unable to hear. But with a quick shake of the head and a point to my ear with a thumbs up, they usually get the picture. I filled out all the forms and sat waiting for the treatment, delighted with life. The beauty therapist came to get me and to help carry my belongings, which consisted of a notebook, a pen, my handbag and my phone. I know she was trying to be helpful when she scooped up everything to lighten my load, but when she took the notebook, my knee-jerk reaction was to snatch it back. It was like she was actually grabbing my throat. I'm sure she thought I was being petty, but I wasn't parting with my only line of communication. I also had a similar exchange with the man who tried to take my pen, claiming it belonged to him. I was becoming a ninja and my mission was to protect the pen and the notebook. First morning at breakfast, I wrote in my notebook the same opener I'd used the day before at dinner and at reception when checking in. Apologies, I've no voice. The waitress smiled but I could see the look of, oh no, here we go, on her face. She took the pen and began to write her questions. So I did the quick head shake, ear point and thumbs up and she got the message. She asked if I wanted tea or coffee. So for the sake of speed, I made a tea with my hands, you know, like the timeout gesture they use in basketball, but she had no idea what I was doing, so I had to ride it. (laughs) Thank God it was a buffet. Foreign holiday. Have you ever been on a holiday with someone who thinks if they speak louder and slower, Somehow, the person who doesn't understand English will understand what they're trying to say. And they shout at the waiter, Can we have le bill, please? While doing a poor man's version of Vogue, as if it transcends all language barriers. Well, I've been getting a lot of that from people, and it's quite amusing. Exaggerated faces, mouthing words, flapping of hands, and they think it's working because I understand them. The reason it's working is because I can hear what they are saying. Maybe I should change the note in my notebook too. Apologies, I've no voice, but I can hear. Please just talk to me, normally, (laughs) but where's the fun in that? People have gone the other way and stopped making sounds completely and said they meant words to me, or people just nod and decide that if I can't speak to them, they don't need to speak to me. On my first outing, there was a woman in boots who started banging her pen at the box of Nerf I was buying, with a real serious expression on her face. Turns out she wanted me to read that I could only take one every four hours. Don't they usually just tell customers that information? The cafe, who after me taking the time to write, can I have a bill please and would it be possible to get cash back, decided he didn't need to look at the page. He knew what I wanted. It was impossible trying to get his attention before he put it through the till. I kept pointing at the page in the effort to get him to read it. And he kept smiling and saying, I know, I know, I'll get it, it's okay. He eventually read the page and realised his mistake. Ironically, the cashback was for a tip that I no longer wanted to give him. For the record, I did give him the tip. He was just trying to be helpful, but it's frustrating. Like I'm sure when someone suffers with a speech impediment, you don't try and finish their sentences. You let them communicate, give them their voice, let them use it. Of course, this is only temporary for me, but it has given me a newfound respect for people who communicate via different means. Mainly it reminded me of something that is said in the industry I work in all the time. Respect the process, it's true in all walks of life too. Everyone's process is different, you have got to respect that just get on with it. I went in to work on the last day of term to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Kids tend not to notice difference, they just get on with it and find ways to communicate with you. One even taught me sign language, I can now sign thank you and Merry Christmas. They didn't talk slower or mouth words to me. They just got on with it, chatted as normal and were patient if I had to write answers. They will all be on Santa's nice list this year. I'm sure of it. The older ones, the teens, were exactly the same. I bet they were secretly delighted I couldn't talk for a few weeks. But as always, they were supportive and funny about the whole situation. They make me laugh a lot. As were the people I work alongside. Mostly people are finding it hard to believe that I'm surviving without talking. But as I keep saying, it's honestly not that bad. The anticipation was much worse than the actual reality. The person kind enough to lend me their voice and read this podcast is one of those students. Not only is she a very talented young person, but she is warm, kind, has such a positive energy. She also happens to be very witty. Thank you, Malliana. Terms and conditions apply. I'll be silenced for two weeks, so I need to get all my talking out now. Visit www.silenceoftheshadowbox.com for more information.